All right, this is Thad Bell with the Kansas City Soccer Journal. I am at the Kansas City Current Training Center, and with me I have Coach, I'm going to ask you to say your name because I'm terrible at pronouncing names. <laughs> yeah, I'm Lloyd Yaxley. Yaxley. I, I would probably have said that wrong. Can, <laughs> can I call you Lloyd or, yeah, or just respectfully Coach? You can call me whatever you want. Oh, yeah, we won't get in that trouble. <laughs> um, all right, I just, I've been wanting to talk to you and some of the other coaches just how how did you end up in Kansas City? I mean, when I, when I say how you end up in Kansas City, not like, you know, how you flew here, but how did you go from being a, a goalie in England to being in a, a coach in Kansas City? Yeah, it? like fought a dragon and the dragon flew me across the pond and now I'm in Kansas City. Um, there might be some people believe that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dragon's friendly is a pet in the, in the backyard now. But um, yeah, I mean, my, my journey was... Um, Wanted to get out of England, um, was trying to make it as a player and um, wasn't really getting all that far, to be honest. Um, and one day just kind of opened up the internet and started looking for opportunities in Australia, South Africa, Sierra Leone, um, and obviously America. Um, the, the company that I ended up coming to work for was in uh, Northern Virginia. Um, so, worked a summer in America, loved it, um, and then from there kind of figured out getting longer visas and um, then branched away from that company, worked in youth soccer in Northern Virginia, and then uh, I volunteered with DC United Women before the NWSL existed. From that, that owner bought into the NWSL, uh, formed the Washington Spirit, worked for the Washington Spirit. Then moved to Orlando in 2017, was with the Pride from 2017 till last season, and then uh, Kansas City. Did you always have an inkling that you wanted to be a coach, or was it just because you were not getting as far as you wanted to as a player? Yeah, I mean, when I was 16, 15, um, like my brother did a, a soccer camp, and my brother's awful at soccer. Like he was the kid that would be chasing butterflies and, and doing all that. Um, and I, I needed to make extra money, so I kind of went up to this guy and just said, hey, if you ever need any help, like, I'd love to help, like, I'd love to learn. And um, and he was a goalkeeper coach as well, um, so me and him would do a lot of stuff in and around Essex together. Um, and he kind of opened my eyes to good people and, and growing as a coach, and I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I just I just kind of put the foot on the gas from there, and and yeah, I mean I I never would have said uh, I, I will always miss playing, but my playing career would have only took me so far. Like my coaching career has gone way further than I would ever, anything I ever would have achieved as a player. When um, as as a keeper coach, I, I've I've known some keeper coaches who that's all they want to I don't say that's all they want to be but that is the thing that they want to be they want to mm -hmm. be a goalie coach they want to stay in that that keeper room that keeper union whatever mm -hmm. term you want to use but I've known some that want to maybe move on to be a head coach at some point do you have which way do you want to go with that or do you know yeah I mean I, I definitely have aspirations of of being a head coach at some point in the future um I'm doing my a license at the moment um last year when, when uh, Matt had COVID I I was the head coach for two games last year so that was like a little taster, I guess, um, you know, of, of how things could be. Um, I've been really fortunate that I've worked with a, a lot of, of good and talented coaches that I, I you know, you, 
pick different things from different people and, and start to develop your own thoughts and philosophies towards how you'd like things to be done or, or whatnot. And um, yeah, I think, I think somewhere down the line, I'd love to be given that opportunity. Uh, who who makes the uh, the best head coaches? Is it from what position they played? You know, is it keepers, defenders, midfielders? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I would always say goalkeeper because I, I'm a goalkeeper, and hopefully, I'll be an excellent <laughs> head coach at some point in the future. Um, I, I think really the I think the best head coaches are those that understand their strengths and their weaknesses, and surround themselves with people that um, either bring out their strengths or um, add on to their weaknesses if that makes sense I've probably not worded that very eloquently at all but like I think a good staff allows the head coach to thrive at what they're good at and then the things that they're not so great at they can lean on those people so I think that's one of the things I've learned because I've been around people that, that try to do a lot by themselves and it just ends up it's too much it's too much for one person to take on all these different roles so is is there a coach out there or two that you you know think that you've learned the most from that you would emulate as you grow in your in your journey? Yeah, I mean the guy that I referenced um, earlier that kind of got me into coaching. Um, he, I mean he doesn't even coach anymore. His name's Scott White. He's a guy that you know took me under his wing and you know like helped helped me grow and helped me develop and bought opportunities my way and introduced me to like really talented, like good people. Um, like, so he, he hands down has had the biggest influence on how I hold myself as a coach, how I interact with people, how I um, go about growing, how I like allow people to like younger coaches to come into sessions. And, and I, I try and be as open with younger coaches as possible. Like I, I don't want to be like Medusa standing there, like don't look into his eyes, don't talk to him, something crazy will happen. Like I wanna be the warm, open-armed, hey, come and learn, hopefully you'll learn a thing or two. So without a doubt, Scott has had the, the biggest, biggest influence on me because he taught me how to do things right and well. Um, as far as in, in the pro game, um, you take bits from different people. So like Tom Samani at Orlando was unbelievable man management and like crazy relaxed and laid back. And, um, and then Mark Skinner was like really tactical and had some kind of interesting ideas about doing things and how we operated training was, was something new for me. So, I mean, everyone that I've had an opportunity to work with, I've, I've, I've been able to take a little thing, a little bit of positivity from, but, Hands down, Scott is the is the biggest, and he doesn't even coach anymore. Well, that might be a shame. Should we get him out of retirement? <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's let's bring him bring him from the grave, or bring Frankenstein up and electrocute him and bring him back. Because yeah, he's a really talented coach. Um, you said you mentioned how he kind of showed you you didn't want to be like that stone faced guy or whatever however mm -hmm. you phrased it, but you want to be kind of warm and open and stuff. I've noticed you probably are one of the more animated uh, coaches that. I've seen with the current or even with a lot of pro teams. Mm -hmm. When I say animated, it's, it's, it's in a fun kind of like light way is, is, I mean, is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like it, it's something that I don't always get right. Um, like I, I'm probably more of the jester of the group at times. Um, I've heard that about you. I've, so, I've heard that, I've heard that you're the kind of the joker of the group. Yeah. Yeah. So 
which uh, which is good at moments, but sometimes it's the wrong moment. <laughs> so <laughs> picking and choosing when to be the clown and 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 when to be the sensible one. Like, but I, I, again, I think that's what makes working with a group of people every day of the the year pretty much. Like you you have to to bounce bounce things off each other, but. Yeah, I'm definitely more lighthearted, but then there's times where you have to switch that. Um, and, you know, as far as when I'm working with the goalkeepers or doing video review with the team or whatever it is, like, I think they... I, I've, I've managed to refine a decent balance, I hope. I hope I've managed to refine a decent balance. Well, I mean, I, I seem to think so from the outside looking in, but I, obviously I don't know. But I know when um, a lot of times when the team will have a, a set piece I will actually look over and you'll be out there kind of coaching them a little bit or you'll be very animated mm -hmm. about things that are going on so I'm I'm trying to get little hints from watching you to see what might take place so that it, I know where to focus the camera but it, <laughs> it hasn't worked so well so far uh, yeah so I mean we have Alan here now as well and and so me and him collaborate with the set pieces now so that's been interesting so some of my animation might have took a back seat because his now more hands-on than I am, um, but yeah. No, you're, you're still animated during this. <laughs> Maybe not quite as much, but you're still animated. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of going to the, the group you have now with uh, AD and Cassie and Jordan, mm -hmm. they, I, there's, you know, again, from the outside looking in, there's some very differences in those, there's differences between those keepers. How do you try to, like, give each one how do you try to improve each one and what they can improve upon while still building them, but having kind of different styles and personalities? Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit like um, the porridge from Goldilocks and the Free Bears. Like one of them wants it lumpy, one of them wants it smooth, one of them likes it hot. So it's, you know, obviously AD and Cassie's experiences far outgrow Jordan as a first year, first year pro goalkeeper. Um, but the three of their styles are very different and, and, and unique. And the, the thing that I, I try to emphasize with them is like, whatever their X factor is, whatever their super strength, X man strength is, like they have to bring that to the table every day. So, you know, if, if, if AD wants to be an amazing shot stopper and, and make saves that others can't, then she needs to show that every day. If Cassie wants to be dominant with her feet in possession or come and claim crosses, then she needs to do that. And, and Jordan, the same thing. Like Jordan's a little different, like because we pretty much set this season. Uh, we said to her like, "This is going to be a growth year, and you're going to learn from two really good goalkeepers and be in a good environment." Um, so it's been a growth year for Jordan, but her ceiling is so so high. I, I I'm really ha well. I say I. We as a staff are really happy with the the stages that she's took in developing her game. Um, and AD and Cassie have constantly pushed each other as well, and you can see that by how we've changed goalkeepers for different games, and you know whoever the hot goalkeeper is, we're not frightened to play them. Yeah, that's uh, it's a little different than a, a lot of teams in the world, and and sometimes uh, teams will play one keeper in one competition, a different one in the other one. But uh, I, you know, like again from the outside looking in, AD may have struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, but has just been so good lately. And Cassie's been pretty consistent all year, it has seemed like. It just seems like the, both both of them have been kind of at different points that they're – but that's – is that hard to make that choice? Do you do you go to Caro and say, yeah, this is the keeper we need to play now? Or is it kind of – how do you guys do that? Yeah, I mean, 
I will always voice my opinion on any player selection, regardless if it's goalkeeper, defender, centre mid, whatever. Um, so, I mean, all I can do is voice my opinion on who I believe and, and why. Um, and then, you know, Caro has the decision to make. Um, and then from there, I'll try and, you know, verbalise that to the, the, the goalkeeper that's excited that they're playing or the goalkeeper that's disappointed they're not playing. Um, and that's been tricky at times. Like, you, 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 the psychology behind why aren't I playing and what do I need to do to play is, has been difficult to manage at times this year. Um, but I've been really fortunate that the way that Cassie and AD have responded to negativity this season, you know, negativity from an individual standpoint, as far as they, don't, they want to play and they're not playing, is their mindset has always been, well, I'm just going to train harder at training and when I do get a chance to play, I'm going to go in and I'm going to play well. So, which isn't always the case. Um, so I've been I've been fortunate that they've had a really positive um, outlook on. All right, I'm just going to put my head down and train hard, and I'll be ready when I'm called upon. So I think I'm going to run out of time here with you in a minute. But uh, in your in your coaching journey, what what's the been maybe the biggest growth point that you think you've achieved, and what still do you think you need to achieve? As in biggest growth point, as in something that I wasn't great at that I've yeah. I now think I'm really good well, at. Well, actually, however you want to define it, it's like an open-ended question. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think my my biggest growth has definitely been, you know, when I when I first started in the league or, or in the pros, I was very much the goalkeeper coach in the corner, and they were my my little group, and it was like Lloyd and his band of merry men would like <laughs> yeah. go do their thing. Um, whereas now I'm, I'm way more com confident and comfortable with addressing other, other areas and being more of an assistant coach than a goalkeeper coach. So, um, and then it's up to you know, whoever the head coach is to, I guess, figure out where I can best be utilized away from dealing with the goalkeepers. So, um, yeah, I think that's been my biggest growth, is, is understanding that I can be more than just the guy that works with the goalkeepers and then um, showing strength in those areas as well. Cool. Uh, is there anything I should have been smart enough to ask you today that I wasn't? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's all good. All right, man. I, I appreciate the time. Yeah, uh, any time. We have uh, other coaches out here waiting to come in. So. Uh, not, not those two. They're, they're not as fun as me. What's the question I should ask Lee, and what's the question I should ask Lucas? I, I don't know. I mean, they're both really boring. So, I mean, you can ask Lucas about spicy food because even if there's a there was some chipotle sauce that we had at lunch, and he's complaining that it's the hottest thing he's ever eaten in his life. Seems a little weird for an yeah. Argentinian. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't do spicy food at all, but um. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two good guys, right? I mean, all of our staff are good. Um, I mean, I have to room with Lucas on the road, so I'm sure we're sick of each other by the end of the season. Is it a rule that every uh, coach now has to have an L for their name? Yeah, exactly, exactly. At least the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not going to touch that. Yeah. Um, all right, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank mm -hmm. you.